Because I got some shit I need to air out. <laughs> I am recording. Okay, we but need to clear. Just... <laughs> we need to clear the air between us because there has been some massive issues that have come to light recently. Oh my god! Do you know what I'm talking about, or are you just fading cluelessness again? <laughs> is it that I tagged your straight Twitter? Yes, that is one of two things that I'm referring to. What's um, the other thing? <laughs> Oh, you'll find out. First we need to discuss this, and then we will get into the other thing. Um, um, for those who aren't in the know, um, Aaron wrote this really nice tweet, like, Oh, I love recording with at GoJessieRogers. However, at GoJessieRogers is my straight Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that was, and... that was my bad. Yeah, I actually did feel bad, like, saying anything, because I'm like, Oh, this is such a nice message. <laughs> It made me giggle when I saw it, I will say. I was like, oh, shit. What, what's the other thing? In a book club that Aaron and I are both a part of, um, it came to light as we were discussing things we talked about on this podcast. In episode one, Aaron spends a not insignificant amount of time telling me that there is not a plot point in The Parent <laughs> Trap where a young boy gets sent to camp with Lindsay Lohan and friends. And I'm like, no, I think it happened. And they're like, no, that was not in the Lindsay Lohan one. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I made a big mistake. Um, so um, if you want to hear just Aaron inadvertently gaslighting me, just go back to episode one. Yeah, I was like, no, that's not, that's the movie you want to write. But <laughs> yes, well, the thing is that that did lead to the movie that I did want to write. Uh, but oh my goodness, I am so excited to talk about this episode. Um, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jesse. And this is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers, where we recap the worst best show in the entire world. Honestly, at this point, if you would ask me, I would leave the word worst out completely. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. <laughs> um, this show is Amazing. wonderful. So episode five, what have you done to me? I don't really These see- titles also are- they make no sense, and I love them. No, it doesn't make any sense. So, number, yeah, so Ben is carrying the world's largest picnic basket. So big. Mm, this seems like it'll fit the two plates of food that I prepared for our picnic. Oh, yeah. Also, the stuff he pulls out of that don't make sense. Just a plate of wings with no covering whatsoever? Yeah. And then, like, stuff was underneath the wing. Like, a whole, like, spread of vegetables, maybe? I don't it know. It looked like, I a, was... like a charcuterie board, but made by a... It did. By the Sausage King's son. The Sausage King. Also, if I have to hear the words the Sausage King one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my damn mind. So, they sit on this bench, and behind them, the people they chose to play, like, background characters in this episode baffling there's like a person oh painting on a canvas but i'm not sure if you yeah. noticed they never put a single stroke on the canvas oh <gasps> no <laughs> they're just like standing there oh my goodness i love this show oh wow um and ben pulls out wings for amy i think she ate like one she definitely had like three different wings in her hands at different points but there was not enough time for her to have eaten all three 
Yeah. Like, she went from, like, a drummy to a flat to a drummy pretty quick, <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. I don't wanna... I'm worried that she might be one of those people who leaves, like, a lot of meat on the wings, <laughs> which is, like, really offensive to me and my beliefs. Yeah. Also, were they, like, hot wings? Like, if you've got a baby in your tummy, wouldn't that kind of... Like, doesn't spicy food, like, oftentimes upset? I don't think so. Young feti? I don't know anything about pregnancy. I just want to get that. Every stupid thing I say about pregnancy on this podcast for the next, like, seven and a half years or however long it takes to watch this damn show, um, none of it will be accurate, and I do need you all to know this right now. The I think it's, like, if you're, like, chest feeding. Oh, that's what it yeah. is. Okay. Okay, so Amy is very happy, and Ben is extremely... He seems so suspicious in this. I think he was trying to play like nervousness but it just came off as like suspicious i thought he was gonna shoot her (laughs) or like (laughs) i kept on waiting for him to pull something like a weapon out of his giant basket um just kidding we do not support violence against women on this podcast um um just want to get that out there before you know cancellation happens (laughs) so Ben, it, like, looks at her. I really... He's like, I love you, Amy Jergens. And uh, me too. She said... She goes, thanks. Me too. I did not immediately. I'm like, oh, Amy, stop saying I love you back. And I'm so happy for her. <laughs> the thanks is what really got me. I was like... Shailene's performance, the more I see it, the more I'm like, no, this was actually amazing. Yeah, the amount of, like, fake crying in, like, this episode. Oh, I'm just like... She had to cry so much. That also... No one is giving a good performance when they're faking tears for 30 minutes of a 45-minute <laughs> show. So... Um, and then he's like, and I love that you love to eat. I hate them so much. (laughs) Me too. I was like, dude, what? And then he... The the most upsetting 30 seconds in television history. He gets down on one knee. On one knee. And he proposes after, what, six weeks of dating? Maybe they said? Maybe. Maximum. And that's being generous. Yes. And that, like... At that point, I was just like, why? Well, especially because the beginning of this episode takes place immediately following the last episode, which had been like two weeks. And suddenly they're like, it's been six weeks, whatever. They are both 15. And he asks her to marry him. And what happens immediately after? The most jarring. Was the theme song there? Yes. Oh, I see, I don't know when the theme song is, which I really need to start because it's always at just a batshit time. Yeah, I, I noted it in this episode and the following episode because it was just like choices. See, I thought they got through the whole no. crying fit before they got... No, it was right after the proposal they decided that falling in love was such an easy thing to do. Birds can do it. Bees can do it. I don't know the I words, <laughs> which is really sad considering I recorded this theme song, which is that song. Um, but it was so, it was so jarring. And then immediately we cut back to the same scene, but now the baby is crying. The old couple we had seen before is now like fighting with each other in the park. Oh yeah. It's like chaos world. (laughs) He asked her to marry him and every good thing that Amy was watching just goes to shit. Yeah. And then Amy is just crying and here she doesn't really stop. No, this, she starts crying right now and she stops maybe three minutes before the episode (laughs) ends. And I don't know if that's true. No, no, that actually, she is crying until that point. Mm -hmm. 
thinking of where this episode ends up. Yeah, she just immediately, she's like, who told you? You know! And I'm like, oh. Because I just thought he was that stupid that he was trying to get married after six weeks because that just seems like something he would do. Yeah. No, so he's like, a simple yes would do. And she's like, you know about me. And he's like, this is what I know. I love you and I want to marry you. And then she calls herself a whore. And I was like, meh, you lost me. And worse, he says, you're my whore. Like, you can't give me a character like Ben and have him say that, because he's already awful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just meant... He's like, oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Bad joke, I just meant that I love you. And I was like, mm. Yeah, there's there's plenty of ways to express that without saying, you're my whore. Mm-hmm. And then she's talking about what she wants to do with the baby, and Ben just, he emerges as this huge anti-choice person. He fulfills this persona for the next, you know... 45 minutes and he thinks seven seasons probably yeah probably and he thinks marriage is the answer at 15 i just i don't think there's any situation where marriage is the answer personally um especially not at 15 that being said i will not be happy until someone marries me so you know duality of man (laughs) is what i'm saying and he's he he is kind of being like supportive because he's saying we can tell your parents it's our baby and then amy describes the bad sex with ricky and he is being like somewhat supportive so he maybe has like instead of having negative three thousand points in my book he's now has like negative two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine well i was really worried he was just gonna like abandon her and call her something awful like a horror which he still does but like in a nice way he really truly fulfills the plan that Lauren and Madison wanted Amy to do. She's like, oh, make him fall in love with you and marry him mm-hmm. and then just pass it off at his baby. So yeah. it was just like weird that that happened naturally. Yeah, that he was like, oh, clearly this is the answer. I'm also a little bit curious that like we know he's rich, but he just like had a ring lying around or he was able to yeah. just go like charge a card to buy also, like, an engagement ring. His dad is so on board yeah, we'll get there. Which, like, he shouldn't be, but yeah. So that's what I di- That's what I was just wondering, though. Like, we find out later that his dad is, like, somehow on this same, like, weird-ass page. So, like, it's totally possible that he bought him a ring. Which I am still not convinced Ben's dad didn't kill his mom. Like, because I do think... <laughs> I do think that his dad is probably in the mafia. If that's not a plot point at oh. some point, I am going to write some strongly worded letters. See, that really, that does show, like, sexuality on display, because you went mafia, and I'm like, oh, we're doing a Sweeney Todd thing. <laughs> this is Stephen Sondheim. Um, so, Ben makes a lot of monarchy references. He's like, king, oh. queen, pr- prince, princess, and you I was like... my sausage princess. I was like, that's enough. Oh. I'm done with that. Of all the choices that the show made, the worst was establishing that Ben's father is the sausage king. Oh, <laughs> So from that, we go to the Bowman house. It's immediately after church that Sunday in the last episode. Yes. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, I knew logically that it took place right after last episode, but it still felt like so much time had taken place. The Bowman parents skipped church. 
if you recall, they didn't go to church because they were boning because he was sick or something. Yeah. So I don't know how they can get away with being, like, the perfect people when they're, like... Yeah, I know. ...knowing each other biblically instead of getting to know the Bible, you know? <laughs> okay. So we're with Ricky and Tom. They're, like, sitting there, and Tom is like, what's your story, drummer boy? The worst. The objectively worst Christmas <laughs> Absolutely. song. Maybe Unless worst it's... song, period. However... I know we're on the same page with this. It's also gave birth to objectively the best Christmas song ever, which is... The Justin Bieber. Drummer Boy by Justin Bieber and Buster Rhymes. Truly amazing that Justin Bieber could flip, like, the worst piece of shit in the Christmas canon and make it, like, such a good song. Truly. So, Ricky is like, that's kind of personal, isn't it? Ricky explains foster care to Tom. He's like, my parents weren't good people. And now I live with good people. I don't... But he's like, but it wasn't my fault. And also I get like not wanting to talk about it with like a complete stranger too. And just like, because Tom does ask like, what did your parents do? Oh yeah. And we do know what his parents did. And like, I don't think I would be comfortable talking about that. Um, But. Okay. But Grace's parents, they're like in the kitchen and they're just like hiding Grace from Ricky until Ricky leaves. Yeah. Like they fed him and then like left him with Tom, which was like. I do love that he fills, like, all the Grace's older brother tropes. Like, he literally, he does hate every person that Grace brings home. And I think that's beautiful because Grace brings home some real idiots. Yeah. Grace's mom is, like, a little, Grace's mom is cool. I like Grace's mom. And she's, like, yeah. Um, maybe, like, Ricky can come to church next week when we're, when we're there. And then Dr. Bowman is, like, or maybe he can go to church again very, very far in the future. And I'm, like, Dr. Bowman low-key you're a bad christian if you're not trying to invite people to your church every week Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know that you're not allowed to do that because i got shamed for not bringing people to church enough so dr bowman you can't just sit there and be idle while you have the chance to save this boy yeah he sucks honestly like dr bowman i hate him yeah i <laughs> am not a fan that is my common refrain like 90 percent of the men on this show i would like to physically fight like, I would engage in fisticuffs with all of them. Yeah, I... N- Except for maybe Henry sometimes. There's, like, no good father figures. Except for a hot counselor, potentially. Yeah, yeah, but like, Mark, Mark, yeah. Yeah, I, I know he has a name, but just, like, when you introduce a character as, like, hot, especially when he ends up looking like Trevor Noah, <laughs> like, I think that's cool, and I'm gonna keep on talking about the hot counselor. Yeah. The next scene is Ashley and George. George has already left, but now seems to be, like, sneaking back into the house to grab another bag. See, I was confused by that. Like, is this... Are we supposed to read this as... This is immediately after Amy left? Or, like... Yeah. Because he was getting ready to leave... Like, the timeline on the show doesn't make sense. No. In any way. Not even, like, the small timeline makes sense. (laughs) No. George is very weird, and he, like, tells Ashley it's time to grow up. He's like, you're 13 now, you need to know that, like, some things don't have, like... I did note this was the first time he at least pretended to be a good dad. Like, he actually acted like he was giving wisdom, even though all of his wisdom sucked. Yeah. Ashley blames herself, and she like starts listing off things she'll change about herself in order to keep him there which is just like so that made me sad because also like george famously does not like ashley (laughs) like no i know they have not had a positive interaction this entire show and to see her like willing to change everything about herself to keep him there when like all he does is berate her was just like hard to watch she's kind of a brat 
but she also like deeply cares for her family and like yeah okay molly ringwald comes out to like hug ashley after oh ashley yeah, was like... she just like waiting in the wings for that like that was every time molly ringwald appears it's like out of nowhere yeah and she comes out to hug ashley like as ashley is like accusing george of cheating on her mom yeah also we still don't know their mom's name i did look it up on the internet and her name is Anne. i have not heard that name no on show. it i we don't hear it in this episode or the next so okay. she's like I will con- seven episodes in and we still don't know her name but i will continue to call her either molly or mommy ringwald <laughs> that's because great. i think that's funny <laughs> So, and Ashley is like, how can you leave our family, especially now? And Molly is like, what the fuck? Especially now? (laughs) Yeah, that is like a very dramatic thing to say when you don't know that your family is like facing a crisis. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so then we go to Adrian and Jack. Oh, and we find out that Adrian loves books. I know. Could she get better? Could she get better? Honestly, I think she will, but I don't think she could. I know. I was like, girl, I love to read too. Yeah, like I also read 30 books over the summer probably. Maybe not, but I would have liked to. And Jack continues to be a one-dimensional character where he's like, football. What was he supposed to read? Like Buffalo Soldier or something? Yeah, Is that a book? No Is that a real thing? <laughs> what if we find out it's like a 14-line poem and he's like, too hard. The teacher can't read all 30 books, can they? Oh my gosh. It's like, also the internet like literally exists. I know. Like just Google it. Like do the basics. Nobody in this series seems to remember that the internet exists. I don't know how far along the internet was at that time in history, but like it, you know, Jeeves was there, I'm sure. Uh, no, Google existed like in 2008. Was it 2000? <sighs> in 2008, when I was 11 years old, you don't think I was Google searching girls kissing <laughs> in a platonic way. In a platonic way. <laughs> girls holding hands because they're really good friends. <laughs> girls sleeping in same bed. <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't have... I, I had a dial-up internet connection, so yeah. I wasn't using the computer other than to play backyard baseball or putt-putt <sighs> enters the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good choices. But, um, yeah, Google definitely existed, especially, like, just think, next year, 2009, we have Glee, and they have the internet. Oh, and they, they use the internet. Yeah. Probably in ways that they shouldn't be. I mean, I think Gossip Girl existed at this point, too. Oh, oh, this was like the, back when the internet was fun. Yeah. Okay. I miss, I I don't remember those days, but I'm sure I miss them. (laughs) Um, so they just don't use the internet well. Oh, also this is the scene where we get confirmation of, cause Adrian's mom comes in. Yeah. And is like, can I speak to my daughter alone, please? You dumbass, get out of my house. (laughs) And he's like, I have to call my parents and let them know where I am anyway. Oh yeah. And we find out. Oh, wait, never mind. That's after. Never mind. Continue. So Adrian's mom comes home and her friend is going to stay here for a few weeks. And I was like, Ugh. they're really dragging this out for so long. Like, we all know it's George. Well, that's the thing. Like, they made it so obvious. Like, when his voice comes out of the bedroom, there's no question who it is. <laughs> and But they're still, like, holding this reveal close to the chest for some reason. It's like, no, you did it already. Like, we know who this is. <laughs> and Adrian brings up, like, a valid concern. She's like... If he's staying here when you're gone, because remember, her mom is a flight attendant. Flight attendant. Like, I'm not going to stay here. 
And you know yeah. what? Like, that's the right choice, Adrian. That's actually really valid. I don't think... I like Adrian's mom. Let me get that out of the way. I think she seems cool, but I also think she might be a very bad mom. <laughs> because she does just leave Adrian unattended for, like, seemingly weeks at a time, and was, like, considering letting a strange man stay with his with her teenage daughter while she was away listen you are describing every pretty little liar's mom right now oh really whole episodes will go by and they'll just be like oh yeah my parents are in syracuse for two weeks leaving you shocking that those gals didn't have strong parental guidance (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe that Okay, so then it's confirmed that it is George because, because um, Adrian's mom is like, he has two daughters. One of them is a year younger than you, Amy and Ashley. And again, it brings me to ask, how big is this town slash school system? Because if you had yeah. told me that, you know, your friend had two children one was a year younger than me and one was three years younger than me and you told me their names, I'd probably know who they were. No, you 100% know. Also, like, at this point, Adrian is canonically aware of who Amy is. Like, she's discussed her with Ricky. Yeah. I do think sometimes the writers, like, forgot who had met who. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Like, Adrian's just like, and then she finds out it's Amy Jurgens. Whatever. And we also find out Because then, like, yeah, she and her mom are arguing. They're having some issues because, obviously, Adrian seems to resent her a little bit for valid reasoning, considering, again, it took, like, four episodes for us to even see her, and Adrian was alone every single one of those. Mm -hmm. Which, as we've discussed, um, took place anywhere from two to six weeks of time. Yeah. Where she was just left alone. (laughs) But then Jack comes back in. Yeah, and then they switch to speaking Spanish, I actually want to know what they said, but we don't get to know. And then Adrian's mom, like, hands her an envelope out of her bag. Was that money? I feel like it was. That was just my thought. It's like, oh, she's giving her money to survive on her own because she's literally leaving her to be alone for the, like, 17th time in this series. I think my neighbors are having a party. Oh. Very responsible in the time of COVID. Yeah, I'm sure they're all vaccinated. Yeah, me too. So, and we also have the little reveal here that Jack is the pastor's stepson. Yeah, I don't know again how nobody knew this. And also, like, there were no clues given. It felt like they just threw that on there because we met the reverend. Yeah, and he did not seem to. He seemed to care way more about Grace than Jack. My question is, what does Jack's mom do? Because at the end of last episode, we saw him show up to church with Adrian in like this giant pickup truck that probably, I don't know actually how much cars cost. So I'm going to stop talking. But like, I don't think the Reverend is buying Jack like an expensive truck. Yeah, I don't think. They mentioned that his dad died. Maybe got a settlement. So it might be some like life insurance money, Uh, you know? Yeah. Maybe the Reverend killed him. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm trying to make this... This very melodramatic show more interesting than it is. And it's already very interesting, so I don't know why I need to add more drama to it. But you just watch you be shocked in two seasons when you find out that happened. When they're running out of storylines and they're like, okay, yeah, Reverend Stone killed Jack's father. When they turn it into like an Agatha Christie movie. I feel like it's gotta go somewhere like that because we are five episodes in and we've already had like an entire series worth of events oh, happening. Yeah. So much happens in this freaking show. This is... And that's with one of those episodes where nothing happened. I know. Okay, 
So then we go to Ashley and Amy. Amy comes home and tells Ashley that Ben asked her to marry him. And then, sorry, I couldn't figure out pronouns because I wrote, Ben asked me to marry him. And I was like, what are Amy's pronouns? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, Ben double-timing Amy here. And Ashley's like, what the fuck? I did make a note here that Ashley might be the only adult in that house as, like, the 13-year-old, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I love Ashley. I really do like, because then she too, like, she's just like, how can you possibly believe that he's actually in Vegas right now? Like, it's very obvious that he's being kicked out or that he's leaving because he's sleeping with someone. So I looked it up and <laughs> Shailene Woodley is older than... India Isley yeah. as something, yeah. Who plays Ashley. Yeah. And it seems like Shailene, she was like oh, what? 16, 17. So she was playing pretty close to her own age. Yeah, and so was Ashley. She was probably like 14. Ashley is like, he's not coming back. He cheated on her. And Amy's response is to just start like (laughs) giggling. And she's like, who would want to have sex with our dad if they don't have to? Which honestly is the correct reaction. And this this is the part where I'm like, no, Shailene is a genius. Like she played this perfectly. This was amazing. (laughs) Which, like, what that, does that say about what you think of your mom? That's a thing. Like, I do like that Amy doesn't, like, seem crazy about her dad. Oh, yeah. No one seems crazy about her dad. Except for, like, Ashley in a very sad way. Yeah. Um, Ashley <laughs> really doesn't want Amy to have the baby. Oh. And then she's this like... This is where we also discover that Ashley does not know what abortion no, is. No, because she's like, how do you not have this baby? Yeah, which, again, welcome to Mike Pence's Indiana. (laughs) Truly. And then we go to... Then we have another, like, long hallway scene where they... Where we get, like, multiple conversations with all these different groups of people. Um, Yes. So Ben and Amy are first. And Ben is still really pushing marriage as the answer and is, like, anti-abortion, even though Amy is thinking about it. And... Amy is like, I know I'm being a coward. And I'm just like, ugh. ugh. You're being rational right now. You are 15 years old, young woman. Woof. The anti-abortion content is, like, so prevalent. It's so prevalent, but also the, like, pro-abortion content is there. Yeah. I mean, Which was shocking. Like, obviously the anti-stuff is, like, you know very very prevalent and like it's most of the characters but there are like the people who are like no this is an option Mm -hmm. and you need to look into this because you're not mature enough to have a child Mm -hmm. yeah anyway okay so then adrian comes in and she like interrupts ben and amy and is basically like i want to talk to you i'm going to give you a ride home today and amy is just kind of like lets it happen i think she's scared that adrian knows that ricky got her pregnant Yes. But that's not, Adrian wants to be like, your dad is sleeping with my mom. Yeah, that was, I was curious what she was planning on telling her. Like, was it literally just to be like, hey, our parents are boning? I think that's what it was, because. That's kind of what I was getting to, because she looked horrified when she found out who her mom was sleeping with. I mean, I would also. Also, her mom could do better. I'm just going to say. Oh, yeah. Um. Like, by far. Like, she is a gorgeous woman, and she seems to have a good personality, and he is neither of those things. (laughs) True. (laughs) He is neither a gorgeous woman. (laughs) Yes, he is not a gorgeous woman. I'm sorry. And I think she needs to find a gorgeous woman. Um, 
Okay, Madison and Lauren come up and they're like, oh, we'll come back later because they're talking about the baby. Madison yeah. Lauren is still the world's worst friends. They're so bad. Like, we're getting to the point where I don't even approve of Lauren anymore. And that's really sad mm-hmm. to me. And Ben is like, they, Ben, you know, Amy is like, can you believe that like people are saying that they're, they have big mouths. And Ben is like, well, they are chatty. And Amy's yeah. response is like, don't criticize my friends. Yeah, she does go like ride or die for her friends. When, like, literally an episode or two ago, she wasn't talking to them because she found out they were, like, telling people. Yeah. I... And she let herself, like, forgive them so easily. Yeah. So, and then she's, like, swings too far the other way then. She's like, don't criticize my friend. And then she's like, well, who told you? And he's like, my two best friends. And she's like, and who told them? And he's like, I don't know. But it was it was actually Madison it was, and Lauren. So. It was Madison Lauren. It was her two best friends told his two best friends. Although they didn't really tell them so much as they talked very, very loudly about it in a public forum when they walked by, if I recall. Yeah. So... Then we do see Alice and Henry and they catch up with Ben and they're like, people think you're doing it. Yeah. And then they kind of let it slip that like everyone knows she's pregnant. And I'm literally just like, this is me. So Amy is supposedly at like 10 weeks right now. If it has been six weeks since she went to the doctors and if she found out, you know, like four weeks after she got pregnant because she missed a period whatever right so supposedly at 10 weeks you do not start to show that early okay i was gonna ask that because again i know nothing of pregnancy and i was like this seems a little fast to be like noticeably pregnant yeah and she is getting like noticeably pregnant like she has a bump it's like yeah she is getting noticeably pregnant but it's like very weird to me like like the whole school catches on because like you're 15 like your body is going through changes at that time like especially like whatever like see well i just took it as like everyone the rumor was going around that she slept with ricky and then she started to like gain a little weight and they're like oh she's definitely pregnant yeah which they're not because that is like they're not wrong but that's also how like awful high schoolers are i remember being an awful high schooler and like when rumors come flying you don't really stop to question the logistics of them you just kind of tell them because they make good stories i do remember like spreading rumors that our band teacher was pregnant because we wanted it to be true and then she did end up being pregnant so like i kind of get it ben gives alice and henry 20 dollars to shut up he's like shut the fuck up and then they're like we feel bad keeping this money and then they keep it yeah which honestly good for them So then we go to Grace and just a random girl that I don't think we'll probably ever see again. It's nice to see that Grace seems to have made a friend after in the last couple episodes being like... That's exactly what I was saying. Like, oh, maybe Grace does have a friend. But then as the conversation progressed, I'm like, no, Grace doesn't really have a friend. This girl kind of hates her a little bit. Yeah. And the girl is like, they're gossiping about Amy being pregnant. And Grace is like, if that's true, it's really sad. And then the girl is like telling Grace... That Jack got a blowjob from Adrian. Yes, and like... But doesn't actually say that, like, Adrian gave Jack a blowjob. Says, Jack got oral from Adrian, which just, like, what a weird way to put it. Like, are you a health teacher? Was this before the term blowjob? Absolutely not. (laughs) Like, didn't that come onto the scene in 2013? (laughs) 
Jesse, I need you to see yourself. I'm trying out. to explain everything about this show. Be like, oh, that must not have existed in 2008. I really, I want to stick up for the show, but I'm so very stupid. I don't know how. <laughs> Um, Grace is, like, pretty mad. I just put it as two question marks and three exclamation points in my notes that, like, Jack lied about what him and Adrian did. That is, like, a big difference between, like, one kiss and, like, Like, sex. Yeah, because that is... And, like, she made it clear with him that she considers that sex, too. So it's not like he didn't know. Mm -hmm. And, like, she flat out asked him, did you do oral? And he was like, no. Mm Mm-hmm. So Grace immediately finds Ricky for comfort and is like, do you think Jack and Adrian were doing more? And Ricky literally almost gets the point. He almost is able to be like, people are neither good nor bad. Like people are like a mix of both, which you know what? That is, that's a hard lesson to learn. Like people are not objectively good or bad. But then he really fucking has to ruin it. No, he takes, like, a really good life lesson that Grace truly needs to learn because she does see everything in such, like, Mm -hmm. stark black and white terms. And then he turns it into an effort to get into her pants again. Yeah, and he's like, except you. You're the exception. You're so good. And then he's like, I'd like to come over tonight (sighs) to hear your personal testimony. (sighs) I I can't even read what I put in my notes. I how does he know all the right terminology? I know. I was like Did he watch did he listen to like three episodes of Adventures in Odyssey and just pick it all up? Is what I'm wondering. Like Honestly. Because he knows exactly what to say, what to ask for that people usually offer unsolicited. Yeah, it's no, that's unacceptable. So Then we have Madison and Lauren and Amy. There's a confrontation. Um, Lauren Lauren has, like, a good line where she's basically like, you're fat. It's not our fault you're fat. And Madison is just like, maybe you should go home. And, like, they're yeah. not really being supportive. No, they really don't. Like, they graded on me so much this episode. You know, we had, again, noted anti-abortion activist Madison oh my God. going about her stuff and being like, I'm Catholic. Yeah, like... <laughs> Which, like, at least we get a little more context, I guess, as to why she's like this. Um, but no, this scene, they really bothered me. And, like, at the end of it, too, like, Lauren said, this is not what I wanted my high school experience to be. Oh and my it's God. like, your high school experience is barely, like... Your friend is going through a crisis and you're complaining that you have to hear about it. I like, know. seriously? Wow, guys. It's like, have a little perspective. Like, I get it does suck when, like, things are going poorly for your friends, but also, like, you're not being supportive by complaining that your life is so hard because you're, like, adjacent to actual hard things. I know. And maybe there, you know, maybe things are happening off screen in Lauren's life that are hard. They seem to be on the, like, blame Amy train. When, like, it's still... Everyone seems to be on the damn blame Amy train. It's still, like, when she was describing it to Benny, and I'm just like, this, like, baby, like, this is not your fault. Like... That, like, again, she says she wasn't even sure it was sex until she got pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah. So then Mark, like, comes up to Amy and is like, I want to see you during study hall. Um, 
And then she's like walking through the halls and everyone is gossiping about her. Her phone rings. It's her dad. Oh, oh yeah. And he, the first thing he's like, why are you answering your phone? You shouldn't have your phone on at school. Like <sighs> that happened to me several times where like one of my parents would like text me a question. And I'd respond and they'd be like, why are you answering? It's like, cause you texted me. I don't know. Okay, Amy it talks to her dad and is like, I miss you. When are you coming home? And he's like, I'll call you when I get back. And he's like upset. And who comforts him? Ugh, Adrian's mom. It's very disappointing. It's so disappointing. And again, like, she is way too hot to be with him. Also, it's like school time. So like, why is George? Oh yeah, they're just like... <laughs> Doesn't he work? He literally owns a furniture store. Like, why is he not there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, then we get another phone call. And it's Dr. Hightower again. <laughs> Dr. Hightower is trying so hard to do her job. <laughs> she really is. I, oh. I like Dr. Hightower. Like, I can't even get my doctor to call me back. No, right? Like, I've never... I've never had a doctor that persistent in trying to get a hold of me. So, and Amy's like, I took care of it. Just don't call me again. And then Dr. Hightower has like a too long, like sit on the couch and like looks like sad. Yeah. I was so confused. I'm like, is she like, why is she so, is she like upset that she got cut out of this doctoring (laughs) or like, uh, I don't know. Okay. No, it doesn't. Okay, so now we're going to the Mark and Amy scene. Yes, hot counselor finally doing his job and talking to this girl who's like obviously been in crisis for this entire like six week period of time. I do have some issues with this though. Number one, he's like, "Oh, I'm going through every single student file," and she's like, "Oh, every single so like you're seeing you're meeting with every single student." Yeah. Which leads me again. How large is this school? Is this, is there one counselor who's going to meet with 900 students or are there only like 600 students in the whole school? If there's only 600 students in the whole school, why do none of them seem to know each other? Yes. Also, this just shows how we grew up different. When you say 600 kids in the whole school, I'm like, wow, that's pretty big. I mean, I, yeah, that's like probably how many was in my high school. I think we had like maybe 300. Damn. Yeah. Our college graduation was larger than my high school graduation. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> my high school graduation, where it was like a class of 70, I was like, this is too long. We need to cut some things. I'm not having a good time. Respect for people who don't walk. That is a valid choice. I tried to do that, but like, my parents were like, no, you're walking. Because in college, you know, they were coming to like, help me take all my stuff. Mm. And like... Fair. I don't think so. <laughs> so okay back to this okay, mark back to this. mark is like oh you want to go to juilliard again for the french horn Meh. i didn't know you could go to juilliard on the french horn but honestly it's probably one of the easier ways to get into juilliard because <laughs> there's like two french horn players I don't think in the, the competition <laughs> is huge for the french horn um He's like, sometimes, though, obstacles get in the way. And he, I'm like, you are doing a good job this, like, with your job right now. And he's like, I'm here to help you navigate those obstacles. So you can, like, my door's always open. You can always come talk to me. The stutter is back. Yeah. Pack it up, Tina Cohen Chang. Like. (laughs) (laughs) She is not faking. What are you talking about? (laughs) 
but I will say I hate to say Tina Cohen Chang's fake stutter was more realistic than Amy Jurgen's real stutter. Okay. So Mark says, I'm always here. He's decent. He doesn't force the issue, which is really nice. And then Well, that's what I did like he did he gave her ample opportunity to talk, but he didn't force the matter. Right, which is so good. Like that's, that's what you learn in school. So um then Ben comes in, um <sighs> which like he didn't even wait like the proper amount of time before coming in like amy definitely probably saw ben just like lurking outside yeah 100 percent. or um the show just didn't have enough time to give the proper pause that's true i don't want to give too much credit to this show for like thinking about timeline things because of how they famously have not once in this entire program yeah but i'm interested to see like how long the nine months go by if it's going to be, like, the Glee thing where Quinn is pregnant for, like, so long. Two years. <laughs> and she gives birth at the end of the first season. Because she gives up on life in the third season. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so then Ben comes in and Mark is, Mark, the first thing Mark says is, is it yours? And I'm just like, Ma, Mark, oh, I Mark, just lost all no, my respect yeah. for you. Like, you're listening. Confidentiality. You're listening to gossip in the hallways yeah. and, like, you know, as I don't know if counselors have a HIPAA equivalent, but like as a noted HIPAA stan, that does bother me. I know. And so Ben is like, he's not that interested. Wait, what the heck do my notes say? Oh, he at one point he talks about like he's taking the long way around because he doesn't want to go back to U.S. history. Oh, yes, that's what it says. It says Ben says he's not that interested in American history anyway. Because then he's like, most of U.S. history is a lie anyway. And yeah. I'm like, oh, interesting thing for a Republican to say. I know. I was like, okay, I see that we have that. Um, <laughs> Uh, high school American history to QAnon uh, pipeline yeah. going on. See, that's what at first I was like, oh, he's cool. He understands that like the history of African American people in this country has been whitewashed and like altered. And then I'm like, wait, no, he's just a conspiracy theorist because he um, hates Al Gore. <laughs> um, and then Mark gives Ben decent advice, which Ben does not take. <sighs> No, Mark, so much of his advice just falls completely, like, it goes so over Ben's head, or he's just, like, so hard-headed that he doesn't listen. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like, Hot Counselor is giving, he's spitting facts. He's like, yeah, this is not your decision to make, and you do not get to... Yeah. It was actually, like, a very inspiring speech that I think a lot of young men should be listening to when they're in high school. Yeah, he's like, it's not your decision to make your like duty is to go along to everything she wants to do. And then he like kind of like does this little like huff and he's like, Oh, I should be talking to Ricky. Shouldn't I? And it's again, just kind of like what sources do you trust versus like what sources do you not trust? Yeah. So then Amy is like, like she's at the exit. She's just going to leave school. And she like turns to the empty hall. It's dramatic. And then she like pushes the doors and leaves. Oh yeah. That I think was supposed to make me feel something, but I forgot about it while it was happening. Yeah. Then Jack, it's like a Jack and Adrian scene. Jack is like. Jack sucks. (laughs) I hate Jack. I want to fight Jack. He really is so annoying. And also. In this, the end of this episode, he is like new levels of like i hate him so much everything he says and the worst part is like i know that person you know what i mean like i know people who would probably be like that and it bothers me yeah so it's like i think it's after school he's like very mad that adrian is giving amy a ride home yeah i don't understand like like, why does he care 
And then Jack is like, you know, Amy's pregnant. Adrian's like, what? And he's like, don't you have any girlfriends? And I love this little thing where Adrian's just like, no, I don't have any friends. And he's like, not even the majorettes. And she's like, no, I'm literally the number one majorette. And all the other girls are petty and like jealous of me. Don't you notice how I get all the solos? And how I'm the best. And I'm just like, Adrian. Uh, this is where I was like, oh, Adrian is what Leah Michelle thinks she's doing in Glee. Yeah. Rachel Berry would be more at home in this show, I will say. Okay. Yeah, Leah Michelle, um, <laughs> but if you're listening. We would have you on the podcast. We would still have you on the podcast. <laughs> we are very thirsty for attention and you will bring it to us. I mean, change our mind. Yeah, Leah Michelle, um, come on the podcast. Like, Movie nod. <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> Jack, Grace comes up to them and Grace is like, Jack, I need to talk to you. And Jack is like, can you like shut the, f-? like he just goes off on Grace. Like he has like for the person who did something wrong in their yeah. relationship, he just responds so poorly and he blows up at Grace and he's like, you need to ask Ricky if he's the father of Amy Jurgen's baby. He's so mean for no reason. He's not justified in his anger at her in one way. Because she's literally like, she's angry at him for totally valid reasons. And he's like, can't take the criticism. So he just blows up on her and is just awful to her. Yeah. And then Adrian stops some nerd with like a violin case, but it was like very small. Yeah. Like a tiny little. It was like a baby's violin. And he's, and she's like, do you know where Amy is? Here's where I lose this. Okay. Right. Because no one in this school knows each other. But then all of a sudden this kid is like, she didn't show up to practice. So clearly the school is small enough for some people to know each other. Well, he's a band nerd though. And she's a band nerd. Adrian is but literally is a majorette. Band? Yeah. But majorettes do not associate with band people. <laughs> especially, especially you think the top bitch majorette is talking to the French horn player? What if they show up? What if they like both wind up at Juilliard? Oh, wow. That would be beautiful. I will say, I think it would be really cool if Adrian got into Juilliard for majoretting. <laughs> also... I'm very disappointed that she didn't keep the personality trait of always walking around with a baton. I know, me too. Okay, so then Jack is like, you win, you're the good girl, Amy is bad. And I was like, that was seemed like a very weird line for Jack to say to Grace. Like, kind of insinuating that there has always been this, like, power dynamic between Amy and Grace because, yeah. like, their moms used to be married well, to the... Or, like, are married... Were, whatever, like were involved with the same man. But that's the thing. Like, Amy and Grace don't seem to have a problem with each other. It's, like, the parents that do. And it's weird that Jack would bring it up as if it's a Grace thing. And also, they, like, don't know each other. No, they truly... They they know each other by name, basically. And Amy knows her from television. (laughs) And so it's, like, how... (laughs) How do you... Yeah. Whatever. So, um... Jack just like blows up at Grace and he's like, shut up. Um, He does have like kind of a good point here because she is trying to shame him about like having sex, but whatever you qualify as sex. He's repeatedly shaming Adrian for also having sex with him. He, so like, yeah, there is a lot of like, I don't want to give him any points for anything, even when he's kind of right. 
there's like internalized shit there that he needs to unpack. Well, that too, I do have written down like Jack hates himself, but he shouldn't take it out on others mm-hmm. because he does like say like I'm ashamed every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, that's like baby, you need therapy. Like you can't internalize this and lash out at everyone around you. I needed to sit Jack down, and I needed to be yes. like. I can tell you're having some big feelings right now. Let's process through those instead of, and then like telling Grace that he only went out with her because his stepdad asked him to. That was awful. That even if that's true, that's not something you say. No, that's like what a absolute. He like he just said that he didn't say that because he like he needed to say that. He said that because he wanted to hurt Grace. Well, that's the thing. Like this whole thing was basically about hurting Grace because she really didn't do as much wrong as he did mm-hmm. and the things she did wrong he kind of is in agreement with you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah he complains that she shames him but he also shames everyone else around him so oh, like yeah. they're on the same rule book for that so you can't really say even though i would say she did something wrong with that i don't think he has the ground to say that she's done anything wrong at this point. and she's like grace is not like a mean person she's just like that christian no. girl that we all went to high school with she is so, like, painfully naive at times, but, like, she's never mean. Mm-hmm. It has never been part of her to be, like, everything... The reason I can stand her, I think, right now is because everything about her is so genuine. Mm-hmm. And she truly... Oh, she's kind of rude, but, like, I think she, in a weird way, she's only acting like this because she genuinely cares about the people involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next scene we have Ricky is at therapy. He shows up super late to his appointment. Oh, yeah. He has like 10 minutes left. And the guy's like, okay, well, what's going on? And Ricky is like, well, I heard a rumor that I got a girl pregnant. Okay, I understand like wanting to process that with your therapist. But also it's probably a good idea to like confirm that with the girl that you heard the rumor about Ricky. Like, well, that's the thing. Like he never talks to Amy. No, I don't think he talked, whatever. We'll get into the next attempt to talk to Amy. I don't, I don't think he talks to her in the next episode. No, when he really should be talking to her, but we'll, yeah, we'll get there, but we haven't watched that episode yet. We watched them in two. We watched two episodes per week. Don't tell them that. (laughs) Are you kidding me? We're trying to. You're just going to rip the veil wide open? This is a transparent podcast, okay? Anyway, ther- the therapist can like cancels his next appointment, which is supposed to start in 10 minutes. I'm kind of assuming this person is in the waiting room outside. I don't really think that's professional. Here's what I would do as a professional uh, social worker, because that's what I am. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, not to bring real life into this, but this is what I would do. I would say... Holy shit, Ricky. We really need to unpack this. I have an appointment that starts in 10 minutes. Would you be willing to sit in the waiting room for an hour while I have that appointment and then I can fit you in afterward? Or um, would you want to like go home and then come back? Like I can call your foster mom. That's what I would do. I would not. I would not be like, oh, I'm just going to cancel on this person who is waiting. Yeah, because I have been that person that's been canceled on before when like people were in a crisis. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of upsetting to, like, get there and then be told, like, oh, actually, uh, your appointment's not going to be happening. Goodbye. Yeah. Especially when you're already there. 
Yeah, I guess I would just like, in my opinion, like Ricky's not a harm to himself. It's kind of a crisis, but it's not, like you said, he's not a harm to himself. Yeah. So like, it's not quite the same, but also <laughs> not to like been break able to get... this into like a well, case study. That I'm like... Yes. And like, <laughs> really, this show does not deserve the amount of attention we give it. But uh... <laughs> yeah, Um. no, I, I get also I get for like the sake of this television program, why they framed it that way. Yeah. I keep but on then having to remind myself to... sometimes. But, but we no, don't... we don't get to see any of the unpacking. No. So... And, like, he's a good therapist, I think, and I would like to hear what he has to say. I know. I am kind of upset that we, like, never really get those... Like, we don't really get to, like, normalize therapy for, like, teens in this show. It's just, like, it's always yeah. kind of... It's still taboo because we don't get to see the appointments. I'm hoping that changes. Yeah. Also, Ricky just doesn't go to the appointments yeah. mostly, most of the time. He's too busy sleeping with Adrian. Yeah, which, honestly, valid excuse. <laughs> if I was his counselor, I'd be like, no, that's fine, actually. Have fun. Um, okay, so then we have this weird scene between Amy and her mom, where Amy is, like, staring at the moon, and then her I said her mom tells an annoying story about running away to the moon. Oh, I thought that was really sweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Different types of people, it's fine. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's really, like, I love that she's sharing, like, a part of her childhood or something. Okay. Yeah, and then... Maybe it was really annoying and bad. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just kind of like... Amy's mom seems, like, a little bit, like, self-involved right now. Which, like, is fair because, like, her marriage is kind of on the rocks. But... That, I will say, I had to keep reminding myself that she's also in, like, a different kind of crisis. And that might be why she's not very attentive lately. Yeah. So, okay, then she's like, I love you, Amy, no matter what. Which... Then Amy just kind of, like, freaks out, which doesn't set any alarm bells off for her mom. I think her mom just assumes that she's upset about her dad leaving. Yeah, and she's like, no matter what happens with, you know, our our parents. Yeah. And then Amy, like, declines a call from Ben. I don't know why I wrote that down. It wasn't really that Was that idea. all that Ben did? Because the last thing I have written down is I really hate Ben, and I couldn't remember if he did something wrong. <laughs> Um, did he just call her? Is that? Oh, he leaves her a message. Also, this oh. is when we this is when we find out that Ben's last name is Boykovich, which just like I don't love I it. Don't... Okay, so he's like, this is how he leaves the message. He's like, come on, marry me, dude. Maybe take the hint. That's the thing. Like, they're both okay. First of all, they're both fifteen, and they met less than two months ago. Yeah. And he's obviously not taking Mark's advice because he's, like, pressuring her. So Yeah, already. In, yeah. So that's why I really hate Ben. Yeah. Um, this is my... This is the first time I ever wrote down my overall thoughts about the episode after it finished, which was... Oh, a, that's smart. We should be discussing this. <laughs> it was, like, a good... It was a good practice. Yeah. So my first thought was, like, this was a big, like, emotional roller coaster episode. So, so much happens. And none of it really makes much sense. No. And then number two, here's my other like thought. Did no one contact Amy's home to talk about her skipping school? Did she? She didn't skip school. She just skipped practice, I think, which was after school. I mean, the way that it was cut, it made it seem like she left right after she talked to Mark. As we've discussed, time does not mean anything in this show. <laughs> it's just confusing because it's not like the hall, like the hallways are empty, which makes me assume like everyone is in class versus like 
Yeah, that it, that's very possible. I just, um, like I said, time is a construct in this show, yeah. for sure. No one on the writing staff knows how pregnancy works, apparently. If we're, let's be real, this was before pregnancy existed. <laughs> and here's, this, I didn't write this down, but I do, I am kind of upset that we never get the, like, the Ricky Grace testimony scene. I was looking forward to it so much. Like, I really want to know how Grace came to Christ. Which, it's probably, like, the world's most boring story because she grew up in a Christian household. And, like, probably, like, her parents taught her how to, like, pray the prayer when she was, like, five years old. I'm just describing right now my own coming to Christ. I was just going to say, (laughs) question, did you ever give a testimony? Oh, yeah. I gave so many. But then once I, like, kind of, like converted to the episcopalian church which i no longer attend but i did really like that because once you go into like more of the lowercase c catholic churches it's so much less about your personal relationship with christ so no one ever asks you for your testimony which is so nice because you don't have to be like i was broken and then i met god and then whatever I am, like, still kind of emotionally damaged from sharing testimonies because, like, you learn very quickly what people do and don't want to hear when you're sharing your testimonies. Like, you're allowed to be depressed as long as it's something that's done. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you can't be currently going through depression and give a testimony. Once it's out there in a testimony space, everyone in the church thinks that they're also entitled to that story and that they get to Mm -hmm. talk to you about it, talk to each other about it, editorialize it. Mm-hmm. like ask you why you didn't come to them and it's like because i really don't know you i don't know i know well should we wrap this up i think we should <laughs> that episode absolutely wild um, um i give that episode honestly five out of five stars i would send episode that episode five. i w- would send that episode to um the sag committee and request oh. that all involved minus a select few ben and george um receive um <laughs> sag award Wait, so nominations you would give ricky a sag award nomination honestly of the characters that i hate like i don't really i don't really have a hatred oh i guess jack i also wouldn't want him but i don't really have a hatred for ricky he's just a bad actor he's but a you bad know what? actor but like honestly his bad acting has charmed me a bit i know so um Anyway, I really like this episode. Thank you for listening with us. This has been yeah. Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. Yeah, remember to like, subscribe, follow me at. Oh shit, I don't know my. I think it's what's go my gay Jesse. Twitter. Go Jesse two K nine two K twenty. You should know yours. <laughs> we'll also link all of our socials. Yeah, but you can follow the podcast on Twitter at your two gay friends. You're spelled U R. We also have a Patreon, um, Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. You can listen for free on there. You can kick us some change if you feel really bad for us. Yeah, you can, to help us with, because we are doing this all for free. Um, And then you know what? This is work. And then you can also find our podcast um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. So yeah, again, please five star rate us so that like the algorithm or something. I'm acting like more than five people are going to listen to this. And honestly, five people is generous. But like, hey. Um, My personal Twitter is Gluten Monster, but the O in Monster is a zero. That's such Um, a good handle. Thank you. I have celiac. Oh, so, so, 
<laughs> Are you saying that you're the gluten monster or do the gluten monsters live within you? No, the monster is gluten. Oh, yeah, wow. Very okay. Meta, if you will. It's not That's actually meta. Wow. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening with us. Um, just remember, birds can do it. Bees can do it. Something, something. something Let's something. fall in Let's love. Let's fall in love. Yeah. Bye. Bye.